0: BFM 89.9. Good afternoon. I'm Roshan Cunningsen and welcome to Enterprise Explores, the show that helps you navigate the ever-changing universe of business from the headlines to the bottom line. Uh, today, Enterprise Explores the 2024 outlook for the jobs and salaries, for jobs and salaries in Malaysia with Fahad Naeem, country director at Randstad Malaysia. Randstad released recently released their 2024 job market outlook and salary guide report, which analyzed Malaysia's job market with a four- focus on industry-specific talent recruitment analysis and new salary benchmarks for 2024. And this uh, includes key growth industries such as emerging tech, oil and gas, as well as human resources and legal. Some key uh, notes from the report include that salary increments are expected to be in line with 2023 trends hovering around the 4% mark and a substantial salary increase is expected for those who switch to a new employer within the spheres of emerging tech, ranging from 15 to 35%, depending on their skills and experiences. Uh, there's a lot more depth to get into it and a lot more to get into this report, which of course Fahad will help us out with. In the meantime, if you have any thoughts, you can WhatsApp us on our UMobile number. That's zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine, Or as always, you can reach us on X at BFM Radio. Uh, Fahad, welcome to the show. Can you hear me loud and clear? I
1: can hear you and
0: thank you for having me on the show. Uh, thank you for joining us uh, again. I think you were on with us last year. So nice annual check-in to see what the job market is like and what people can expect uh, both from employees and I guess from employers in terms of salaries in 2024.
1: I think let's say if you look at specific on the salary piece, um, there hasn't been much of a change compared mm-hmm. to last year. Uh, we see pretty much the same trend and this is across uh, different different industries that we have went and analysed So uh, they're definitely uh, the talent which are highly in demand and and much more specialized roles. uh, They have much higher chance to increase the salary or demand for more salaries. But in generally there hasn't been much of a change uh, for across many industries.
0: Now that's I guess the brief overview of the report, Fahad. Uh, but the Fahad, uh, but the, but the report mentions a couple of must-watch market trends for 2024. Uh, can you elaborate some of these key trends and explain how they are expected to significantly impact the employment market here in Malaysia?
1: Yeah. So so we we can uh, we have been conducting these reports uh, pretty much uh, every year and uh, usually in quarter one. Uh, that's a good time really to get indication as how this year is going to be and uh, what do we expect. Uh, so there's one one thing is uh, employment, unemployment ratio still looks pretty low, which is 3.3%, which which says one thing, the market is still pretty healthy. Now, when you talk about trend, uh, we see more and more organizations are focusing on more specialized role. So there's, you know, specifically if you look at engineering, energy, even in HR, there's been many generalist roles. Now more organizations are talking about how can we have a more specialized role in all these industries. Um, we see in Malaysia, there's still, uh, it is one of the attractive place in Southeast Asia to set up delivery centers and shared service centers. And we see more and more new companies are looking into it. And then we have so many new players came into a market, which are international companies. Uh, and they see uh, Malaysia offers pretty balance of uh, low infrastructure cost, uh, you know, competitive salary compared to the neighboring countries uh, and a very good talent market. So there's definitely uh, shared services, delivery centers. We can see the trend is rising there. Uh, On the other hand, uh, we do see a lot of Malaysians are open for a job. We saw a bit of a break during, uh, you know, the instability of economy during uh, the COVID time and we came out of it. It did get better in 2022, and then 2023 was a pretty aggressive market. New opportunities came in. A lot of new employers came and set up offices in Malaysia. And uh, different surveys that we have conducted last year, even the latest one was uh, quarter four last year, we see a lot of Malaysians are going to be open for uh, changing jobs
0: um before we get to the salary benchmarks uh uh, what based on those those surveys what were the industries i guess because you mentioned new employees coming in what were these industries that were coming in and kind of like making it a more i think the term is aggressive job market
1: so there there are basically a few areas which are still pretty much highly in demand and uh, digital transformation is a big thing Mm. and uh not just tech companies, but every single industry is talking about digital digital transformation, digital adoption. Uh, regardless of whether it's banking industry, is it uh, you know accounting, finance, shared services, everyone is interested uh, mm-hmm. focusing on cybersecurity, uh, which is going to help to protect the business in the longer run. There's a lot more discussions about privacy data protection. Uh, again, it's not only limited to tech, it is coming into HR, legal, and many other different industries where we did not expect that uh, organizations will be taking aggressive step to make sure they are on top of uh, these, uh, the market trends of data protection, cybersecurity, and digital transformation
0: which I guess is in line with the, the three industry-specific areas that the report focuses on, right? Emerging tech, which we've touched on. HR and legal, which was something that caught my attention a little bit, but I guess some of that has already been elaborated in terms of, you know, the tech that's coming in into place, but also oil and gas, right? Good old oil and gas. And all of this we'll dive into a little deeper uh, later on, for Um cool. Let's talk about the salary setting salary benchmarks. Obviously, keen interest to everyone who's listening. Uh, what can I expect in terms of uh, increments this year or if I'm... Uh, looking open to work, as you say? Uh, What can I expect depending on industry? Um, What are some of the notable trends or changes you've noticed here compared to previous years?
1: So um, when you said salary, uh, what do we expect? Of course, everybody would love to (laughs) think about the number is going to be big. But uh, the reality is, uh, you know, what we have observed, uh, MNCs, multinational companies, which they have really good, process and structure in place, and they have more specialized role, and they have bring in this framework in Malaysia when they were setting up organization. Now, uh, you have your local organizations, uh, startups and SMEs, and some of these uh, big GLCs, where certain divisions are not very specialized yet. So, there's so much more to adopt and learn from one of the best practices in the market. So, anyone who is uh entrusted in going into more specialization if i were to give example you know in many organizations uh even with headcount size 200 or plus there's talent acquisition there's an hr there's Mm -hmm. maybe somebody's running payroll but if you see some of the other organizations who, who are practicing uh some of the international standard are also having chief people officer chief culture officer then you have compensation benefit there's so many specialized roles within one function itself so if you're expect if you're expecting that your salary is going to grow you need to grow at the same times and you need to become more focused and specialized in certain certain areas to be demanding higher salary
0: so it's really coming down to that specialization that's going to determine i guess the level of the increment or how much you can command in the in the job market or the salary market. Um, Fahad, there's obviously a lot more that we need to get into but before that, a few messages after the break, we'll take a look at some of the most industry-specific analysis from the report, uh, so stick around for that. Uh, folks, I've been speaking with Fahad Naim. he's the Country Director at Randstad Malaysia and we've been talking about key trends and insights from Randstad's latest 2024 Job Market Outlook and Salary Guide report, uh, based of course here in Malaysia. I'm Roshan Khan- and keep it here to BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Beyond Frivolous Matters, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9 and welcome back to the all new Enterprise Explores, the show where we help you navigate the ever-changing universe of business from the headlines to the bottom line. I'm Roshan Karnasid and today, speaking of the bottom line, we've been speaking about the 2024 outlook for jobs and salaries here in Malaysia and helping us with this conversation has been Fahad Naeem, Country Director at Randstad Malaysia. but earlier we talked a little bit about some of the key findings from the report. And among other things, it seems that in order to get those big increments, in, uh, specialisation is going to be key. And there are a few particular industries that are being watched closely or the must-watch ones, um, which are emerging tech, oil and gas, and human resources and the legal sector. What were, I guess, the unique challenges and opportunities identified uh, with these key growth industries?
1: Sure. I, I think let's look at first oil and gas. As you know, this market is a bit trickier. The price for non-renewable <laughs> energy continues to go up. And uh, there is a uh, increase in uh, renewable energy which uh, in demand and supply. Uh, there is a heavy, heavy capital investment needed uh, without much breathing space. And we understand renewable energy is a hot topic in many countries, including Malaysia, uh, there is a shortage of talent in that area too. So we are pretty much relying on uh, Malaysian who has worked in, on similar projects uh, overseas, and they came back and, you know, managed to bring the knowledge and expertise. At the same time, we had a bunch of expats uh, being recruited in Malaysia to uh, to bring this expertise and knowledge. So in the future, there's a possibility that we have a pretty balanced, um, uh, you know, talent availability in those areas. But at this point of time, there, there's a lot of discussions, but it's still uh, it required heavy capital investment not just in talent development but also infrastructure development to continue grow that area. And uh, if you you mentioned about the HR and legal, as I said, these are uh, you know there is a heavy discussion about data privacy, cybersecurity, and these are two uh, key areas which are going to be impacted. There is no uh, way that um, we can avoid discussing about data privacy, uh, the compliance, the cybersecurity, and all sort of related trend within these uh, sectors are going to impact these uh, specialization in HR and legal. Where the other is the the technology, which is the the hot topic, right? And mm-hmm. trend a trend trend cent, uh, trendsetter, which is uh, <laughs> which is probably uh, you know changed significantly in the last couple of years. Uh, we, we heard a lot about uh, layoff last year from some of the big enterprise and uh, we still see that happening uh, not yet impacting in malaysia significantly but uh, we do hear that there are changes there there are some generalist roles within technology itself may not be valid in next couple of years time as we know there's a whole ai revolution There's Chat gpt and there's so much more uh, we also noticed we spoke about this since last two years this this ai revolution will create a lot of new jobs within the sector. We are yet to see that large job creation. Uh, we hope that is going to happen soon, but we haven't really seen that practically happening yet. Uh, still within tech, uh, the focus from last couple of years has been cyber security, regional uh, data centers, delivery centers, and digital transformation. So these are three uh, you know key trending that we found, and we see that these three industries are going to change. Uh, significantly and that will have an impact on all the other industries
0: too. Um, So uh, the interesting part of that is that although there's a lot of hype around AI, we haven't really seen job creation or at least hot job creation just yet. Uh, The key areas in the tech seem to be still cybersecurity, data center, digital transformation. HR and legal also kind of similar in that vein as well as they take a look at data privacy. Um, Are you also seeing, because you you mentioned uh, last year, layoffs right just it was the key theme for tech companies in the west as some here but mostly in the west um and I, I guess with that now um are we starting to see a bigger appetite for for hirings in this region now is it safe to say that people are starting to turn the corner on this
1: uh i think the layoff uh there are multiple reasons why this these big organizations had to let go of You know of a huge number of staff uh one of the reason was during pandemic there was a rush of developing some new technologies accommodating digital transformation enabling everybody to work from home and there are so many new product and services uh did not exist before COVID, and it came into picture so there was a rush that i want to be on top of the game and i want to make sure that uh this my IT organizations is able to fill the gap so there was a massive hiring during that time. There's a lot of remote hiring happened during COVID. Then once those technologies were developed, uh, these companies had no choice to you know, really sort of let go some of those individuals which were not needed in the longer run. Um, when you talk about the current situation, I think Malaysia is uh, not yet impacted or will be least impacted because knowing that the cost is, uh, inflation is uh, is pretty bad in the, some of the countries, you know, in Western countries, Europe, US, North America, and uh, they see alternative options. And uh, one of the attractive option is India, and uh, probably in Southeast Asia, one of the most attractive is Malaysia. So uh, as much as we hear about layoff, but I think it might eventually benefit us that we might bring in more jobs to Malaysia to centralize delivery centers, uh, software development houses,
0: Data centers and so on. You know, one of the things that was talked about last year, or at least I was hearing, was that all these layoffs in the in the US, for example, uh, would see would hopefully see this trickle down effect, where people start going back to their home countries, whether it's India or Southeast Asia, and start to see this tech trans uh, this tech transfer happen. Sim- something similar uh, we saw during the global financial crisis and the dot com bubble as well. Um, is is that something that's on your radar, Fahad? Um, not
1: that uh not not yet that we see that coming mm. but uh i think this this is a hot topic everybody is curious i think <laughs> uh, we anticipated market is going to change significantly with uh, you know people talking about recessions and economy slow down and so on but uh practically on the ground as you see market is still looks healthy unemployment rate is low uh there's so many new companies are coming up there's a lot lot a lot of people are changing jobs getting better salaries and there's there's movement happening, so I don't see that impact yet. But uh, you never know what's coming in the next uh, eight months' time. You know.
0: All right. So the primary focus was ONG, HR, and legal and tech. Um, tell us a little bit about um, uh, briefly what what sets these industries apart from the rest. Right? This is these aren't the only industries uh, looking for. I mean, in the in the market. Uh,
1: so it's uh, you know these. Uh, This market outlook suggests or is sort of indicating that these industries are going to play a big part in managing the supply and demand for talent Mm -hmm. in the market. So if you look at uh, employment market uh, for for quite a while, a couple of years, we have been talking about shortage of talent, shortage of talent. When these industries are booming from oil and gas technology and then transformation into generalist role within uh, shared services, uh, in HR function, accounting, finance, legal, and so on, is going to further, uh, we will see further talent scarcity, and there will be more demand for specialized uh, talent, and then will be more surplus supply for generalists in next couple of years, and organizations will have a lesser appetite to accommodate them. So these are these are the trends that we are seeing, which are going to be driven by these three major sectors at the, at the moment.
0: Um, and this is the I think second or third time we've talked about. they have mentioned that that shift away from generalists to specialists, right? And, you know, generalists used to be very hot as well. The ability to do multiple things, the jack of all trades. But now I guess as things become more niche and more specific, the specialists are in vogue again. Could you provide some examples of roles and skills that are anticipated to be particularly sought after in 2024?
1: So as I give one of the example, you know, that within HR function, you expect there will be more specializations. You know, we spoke about compensation benefit, uh, the cultural, uh, then there will be uh, there will be discussions about having specialized people working and collaborating with marketing team to work on organization branding, individual branding, uh, you know, coming up with more uh, the uh, talent attraction policies so there will be more specializations on the, those area but if you talk about other industries let's say emerging tech you know software development uh, which has been a very hot market and you know software developments do get paid very high salaries that is because there's high demand and there's a low supply uh, this demand and supply game is not going to change however uh, in order um, uh, to be on top of the game they also need to go into more specialized industries, which could be blockchain, which could be AI, which could be, uh, you know, three D printing, gamings, and VR development, and so on. Uh, same for oil and gas. I think there is uh, there has been digital transformation happening. Uh, we see there's there are companies discussing about machine learning and AI uh, for predictive modeling, uh, designing replicas or you know the, the, the virtual and virtual uh, virtual of physical assets. The, the companies within oil and gas are focusing on producing those simulations that you can test and try things online before you practically do all these things, and there will be a lot more integration of renewable energy happening in this in 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 oil and gas sector. So, all these have a more specialized role. Discussions are happening, uh, as I said, some companies ahead of the game and some companies are catching up. But in order to scale up the business, to be one of the best in the market, to to grow, there is no choice, but you have to go more specialized in all these industries.
0: Now, based on the observations from the survey and the report, um, talk to us about the common or the key challenges identified when it comes to talent recruitment across these key growth industries, because it's not all going to be smooth sailing, I presume.
1: That's right. I think it's uh, the, the the common challenges companies are going to face uh it is it's not just only identifying the right skill set and capabilities but to attract them you know it's uh, there used to be a time when everybody was interested working for a big brand but it's not the case anymore it's, <laughs> you know, that doesn't that's not the only thing you need in order to attract talent so there's a lot of work need to be done for organizations mindset mindset shifting where uh, you know everybody wanted to work for them, and now it's about uh, there are a lot of competitors, startups and SMEs who are offering quite uh, quite a balance um, you know of compensation benefits to uh, flexibility, uh, good salaries, you know, very accommodating culture, learning and development, and so on. Um, there is there has to be a strong push factors uh, for any uh, potential candidate talent to join organization. Uh, we can still see there are a lot of people prioritizing the stability in 2024 still mm. uh, that was a hot topic after a pandemic because of you know many layoffs with uh, big organization uh, there's a very famous term everybody use uh, you know people are fearing about last in and first out mm-hmm. retrenchment exercise you know and there's more awareness uh, to be honest in the in the talent landscape where the companies uh, need to have a very strong pull factor Recruiters, talent acquisition, HR um, have to be the advocate that can demonstrate and explain what the company culture is, what the organization, vision and long-term plan is, and they're able to invest in learning and development in a longer run if you're coming on board with them. So there has to be more in-depth understanding what market need and what they can offer and customize based on uh, what market really needs.
0: Um, you've highlighted some of the challenges there along with, I guess, some things that companies can do. But do you have any more uh, any more strategies or practices, specific ones, uh, that you'd recommend for organizations to address these challenges uh, that they potentially could be facing this year?
1: I think the, in order to design strategies, uh, it is important to look at uh, market data to see what people are talking about, what are they discussing. So different reports uh, that we produced in the last couple of years. The recent uh, last one, uh, we looked at some of the stats. So I've got some numbers here, uh, you know, f- flexible work where 46% of the relation in the report said they will not accept job if they're not provided with flexibility around when can they work and where they can work. And 33% said uh, that being able to work from home is not negotiable for them. As as much as I know, there's, there's so many companies that are talking about bringing staff five days a week in, back in the office uh, you know uh, taking away flexibility to make sure that they are uh, on top of productivity and so on uh, other side uh, on re- in, in these reports 60% of them said they feel uh, they can they can have open discussion with the uh, employer that they want career progression and they want salary increment and, and they can discuss about the career path in the longer run 50% uh, said they will quit the job if there's no discussions about career progressions and salary agreement with our organization also um in the strategies we cannot forget uh, about flexibility healthcare benefits that organizations can off- offer 90 percent of malaysian in one of the survey that we conducted last year said that healthcare is extremely important so organizations can think of what else on top of just giving the medical card right there's a health screening is there Mental health counseling sessions offered to anybody who needs. There's so many different creative ways to come up with these offerings.
0: Uh, it's very interesting to see that mental health has entered the sphere as well for healthcare because typically it was just whether my GP was covered, my outpatient, those those things, right? The physical health realm. And we've seen startups enter the space to kind of cater to that. Um, great to hear, uh, I guess, as an employee, <laughs> that flexibility and work from home is still very important to a lot of employees out there that we find a new, I guess, a new balance, right? As opposed to the strict zero work from home before and the free fall that we saw during the pandemic. Uh, interesting as well to see that, if there's no conversations around progression, uh, whether it's in terms of your career or salari- salaries, that's an immediate way of not being able to retain your employees. Um, are we starting? Are we seeing companies struggle with this a Because you know, it's still it's like a new normal, right? that um, like flexible. You've got to manage flexibility. You've got to be able to give some element of work from home to employees while doing the the good old providing them this kind of progression uh, how 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 do you how are you seeing organizations balance this out i think some
1: organizations are doing a really good job in uh, continuously learning the behavior of uh, a talent who are looking for employers uh, and some organizations are pretty much stuck in a old way of hiring mm-hmm. uh, you know the salary uh, attractive salary is not the only uh, attracting factor for especially for new generation to join organization. There's so many other factors they look into, you know, as I said, flexibilities is one of it. Uh, We do see, uh, one of the highest demand uh, people are looking for is learning and development. This organization is ready to invest and develop me and, you know, giving, uh, some of the best practices in the market? Uh, is there a learning environment? Am I just coming and filling up the gap uh, and responsibility they expect me to do? Or is it the two-way where I bring something and you are going to continuously finding ways to train me, uh, you know, enroll me for different courses? And, and at the same time, um, you know, it has to be from both sides. The employers are ready to offer and employees are willing to go extra mile to make sure that on top of the responsibility they Open and able to learn and pick new things up. So that's where I think companies can work. It is work in progress for many organizations, but I think still we, we see a huge gap
0: there. perhaps, is this why people management and another reason why people management and HR is becoming increasingly important in a key industry as well? Definitely. Uh,
1: organizations are looking for people who have people management skills, leadership skills. Uh, you know, they are able to set a strategies, have long-term planning. Uh, We see a huge gap there too. People people are very focused on technicalities and what they can do best in their job. Um, There is a gap of these individuals taking in trust into leadership, people management, and all the other soft skills. So definitely candidates or talent have a higher chance to demand higher salary, and they have a better career progression plan in organizations. If they
0: uh, put a conscious efforts to learn and master these softer skills. Mm. Yeah, the softer skills will help with, you know, kind of negotiating your way around that flexibility, work from home, kind of meeting the demands of employees as well, given the, the new normal, the different dynamic we're at. Uh, to close off this conversation, um, what are key considerations and key takeaways that employers, job seekers or people in the industry should be keeping in mind uh, for 2024? So, the talent and the employer, both
1: of their expectations are changing, and we see these changes happening every year, faster than ever before. So for employer, I would say that uh, there's no perfect candidate. You know, there's there's nobody you're going to find who's going to take all the boxes. So maybe uh, employers in a, in a talent short market, they need to be more flexible in considering that, you know, individual probably have 50% of the technical expertise I was looking for, but then you know they're able to learn quickly and there's a drive and hunger to be growing and picking new things up uh, you rather give that this person a shot instead of someone who's demanding high salary who fits the bill you know have all the high uh, the technical knowledge and expertise you need but not willing to collaborate with the team not able to see the long term picture not able to go extra mile in a longer run may not be best for the organization so you know flexibility piece giving opportunities to the to the people who are willing to learn and put extra efforts into uh, keeping up with the, uh, the expectation. On the other hand, for job seekers, I think uh, there is a complex uh, understanding about you know different demographics and different age brackets and uh, uh, different industries. But it is more important now to look at uh, not just organizations who is offering you a big brand name and higher salary, it is important to go into an environment, a culture where you feel comfortable, where you can be yourself, and you can still be recognized. Depending on what specializations, what industry, what uh, sector that you you are looking after, um, supporting managers, good learning and development program, uh, flexibility, balance approach, uh, more constant conversations, and really aligning in terms of your future expectation from employer. Uh, all these things uh, need to be considered when you're considering to join a new organization or so finding a new employer for yourself. So these would be key takeaway.
0: Far, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much. Folks, I've been speaking with Fahad Naeem. He's the Country Director at Randstad Malaysia. And you've been listening to Enterprise Explores, the show where we help you navigate the ever-changing universe of business from the headlines to the bottom line. If you missed any part of this conversation, you can catch the podcast on our website at bfm.my or download the BFM app. You can also find our shows on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and other podcast players. Just search for Enterprise Explores. Uh, I'm Roshan Gunnison. You've been listening to Enterprise Explores. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.